You are now tuned in to the award-winning Comic Section Podcast Network. In a world where comic books have taken over the mainstream, where the geeks inherited the earth, where the nerds have taken over the turf. Ah, nerds! From the TV screens and movie scenes. From collecting your favorite pop toys. They're figurines! Where cosplay is your freedom of expression. Where cartoons and anime are your absolute obsession. If you're looking for a podcast that shares that connection, you can find this and more in the comic section. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new issue of the Comic Section Podcast, issue number 136. I'm your host, Jason, and normally I have beside with me my very talented co-host, Little CO. The Little CO is out once again this week. They're getting ready for some awesome cons that's coming up. We'll be talking about that in just a bit. And as always, though, you know, I need a guest host. I need someone who can hold it down with me, someone I could be like, all right, I need someone to give their honest opinion. Last week, shout out to my guy Ant who came through. And as always, you know Ant. Ant is always unfiltered with his opinions. And uh, But you know what? I have a replacement this week. And, uh, and I believe that this person can do the same. Maybe even more. Maybe even better. I don't want to put any pressure on you. But uh, without further ado, I have with me Mr. Rigel. Now, your last name. It's it's Polish, so it's uh, okay. nothing like it actually uh, sounds, but it's a Coker. Coker, Mr. <laughs> Rigel Coker. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, man. A pleasure to be here. Good to know that I can be fully unfiltered. Fully yeah. unfiltered, you know? Ooh. Fully unfiltered. Because you know, you know little CO. Oh, and you oh, know, I know. You know how little CO. CO gets their points across mm-hmm. and they don't hold nothing back. Uh, you familiar with Ann, I'm sure? Oh, I... Ooh, am I familiar with Ann? I you, know. You mean the person that I whooped their butt at Super Smash Brothers Ooh, the, uh, the other day? Yeah, yeah Shots fired mm-hmm. right there. A little shots fired. Well, um, you know, if you know them, then I already know you have some awesome takes that you're, you know, not trying to hold nothing back. Give oh, your yeah. honest feedback, you know, because mm-hmm. I definitely need that, you know? Oh, I am ready to to give it. I My, my friend, I, I am... Filled with hot takes, so so many hot takes. I am like the sur- they they range from like hot coffee to the surface of the sun. Oh my goodness! So okay, hot, all right. So. See, I like where this is going. I like that energy right there. That's the energy that I need right there. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast. And uh, so before we get started, you know, since this is your first time mm-hmm. being on a podcast, now. Back in the day, like not too long ago, we had your significant other yes. on the podcast, Miss Alicia Joe. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, how's that like? You know, that I guess that uh, that nerd relationship, man, you know, because sometimes, you know, that can, you know, cause a little friction in the right, household right. from time to time, depending on which fandom, you know, you may fall under. Well, the the trick to that is to find someone who has similar fandoms as yourself. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually very very lucky, very blessed that uh, I I have that with my my current partner Alicia Joe. She is she is fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, we we actually met uh, at uh, Soundwave Comics during Free Comic Book Day, where we were both working as. Um, featured cosplayers there and uh yeah she was her main character squirrel girl i was my big character the flash hey and uh yeah we just uh hit it off from 
from there, and uh, it's it's been great ever since. Uh, we we have our our little bumps though, obviously. Right. Like, um, oh goodness gracious! Oh, there, you're going to give us some, one? Okay. Let's yeah, get the yeah. tea. There, Let's get it. You know, this is something I'll talk about a little bit later on okay. with the review stuff. But right. there's um. We were recently going through a Star Wars audiobook. Okay. And there is one character in that book I absolutely love. Okay. That she hates. Oh. I'm that kind of guy who absolutely like loves really well-written villains. Right, yeah. And uh, she cannot stand mm. villains. She she wants to see them crumble and fall, especially when those villains start killing and destroying characters that she really loves. Oh, okay, yeah. So then yeah, I'm yeah. over here having just like a great time in my, ah, yeah, death, right. destruction, way to go, precious child. And then she's just <laughs> sobbing in the corner. It's a good time, though. There you it's go. And so. you know what? It's cool, too, because, you know, you said that uh, when y'all first met, you know, she was Squirrel Girl mm-hmm. and you were the Flash. That was the Flash, yeah. So y'all were crossing streams right there. Obviously, yep. it's a track, little Marvel DC coming together. See fans mm-hmm. out there, you know. You could come together sometimes. It's, it's possible. I it, here's a hot taker off the bat. I never understood that why there has to be hate between Marvel fans and DC fans. You don't like, understand? I don't get it. What do you mean? Like, I get that. Like fundamentally, like the you know, DC interprets their characters differently than Marvel. But it's like it's it's all comic book characters it's all superheroes it's all great stuff no no it's deeper than that oh it's much deeper than that yeah it's deeper than that you Mm. know it's it's blood-filled hate for one another you can't not like you you can't no it's serious you gotta like no i don't i don't like you over there with that yeah that that company and then you know it's the same you're not a part of that Come I, on, man! I never fell into that. Camp. You never I fell into the never fandoms. Fell into the fan. I just, I just uh. like characters. Uh, I never gone to. Oh, that's a that's a Marvel guy over there. Yeah. Even though he could do exactly the same thing that my yeah. guy over here can do. Yeah. Don't, don't you don't hate like that? that? What? Don't you hate that? That the, the, the fact that the, the character is exactly the Hold same on, no, no, as no. With Marvel. See, <laughs> you're making too much common sense here. We're talking <laughs> fandoms right oh, now. Good okay. To, oh. This is fandom now. You got to get into that fandom. I applied common sense. Oh, goodness gracious. Right. We can't do that here. Come on now. Okay. Do you know what podcast you are on right now? Yeah. Ooh, so you got to you got to tap into that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, since I'm already asking you some questions, mm-hmm. I got some more questions to ask for all our listeners out there who want to know more with Mr. Rigel. Now, uh, what actually got you into cosplaying? So I was always somewhat interested in cosplay. I'm a huge nerd, uh, and I've always like. When I was growing up, I always heard about these, like, different, like, comic book conventions and all that stuff, but I never actually, like, went to one until, like, way later on, like, near the end of high school. Mm -hmm. And I I always heard about, like, all these different things with, like, cosplay and, like, all this other stuff. I was like, man, I'm a nerd, but at least I don't do that. (laughs) And But then... I actually got invited to Heroes Con. Some dear friends of mine Mm -hmm. were like, hey, we're, we're... Taking a road trip up to North Carolina, going to a comic book convention. You want to come with us? I was like, heck yeah. And then uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to a comic book convention. I don't know when the next time I'll be able to do this. I'm going to cosplay. I'm I'm just going to do it. I'm going to. Why not? Why not? Mm -hmm. So I put together as 
at the time I was proud of it, but it, it was a really crappy Gambit cosplay. But I was like, I want to go as a character that you don't really see that often. And Gambit, uh, he, he's one of my favorite X-Men. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Gambit, man. And uh, I was like, I, I, I'm just going to put this together. And we went to the convention and like, like there... There were so many people, like, I just had such a great time, mm-hmm. and there were so many people that, like, stopped me to get my picture, like, oh my god, no one ever does Gambit, what, that, that's so great, even though, like, wasn't that great, people were like, oh wow, the Gambit, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, um, and so I just rolled with it from there, I've had some really great experiences cosplaying, like I said, I've met my significant other through cosplaying, um, I've, I've had just, like, a really great time just, uh, don't brighten up people's day like Mm. it it always gets me whenever like you see like a little kid especially like get excited when they see you cosplaying as like a superhero or a character they really really like yeah uh that that always just just puts a smile to my face and yeah it's it's always been something that well since i started doing it's been something that like i've enjoyed the opportunity to like get to do it whenever i can right right Mm -hmm. that's awesome and you know speaking of your cosplays so you said gamut and you mentioned the flash Mm -hmm. so um what other cosplays have you uh cosplayed as Ooh, okay so uh so yeah my big one is the the flash uh i actually started my instagram page as a flash photography cosplay um and uh that started because I started watching the CW Flash TV show. Yep. And uh Grant Gustin looks a yeah, lot like me. Look, yeah, you look you for <laughs> when, real you when look I like don't him. have Seriously. the beard, I, yeah, you got the beard I going look on. just like him. Yeah, you do. And um yeah, no, I uh I was like I'm just gonna pay two hundred dollars for a like an authentic like flash costume. Right. Put that on, see what it looks like. I put it on. I was like, oh, um, oh, this oh, you looks flashed too. Now. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm flashed you out. Flashed. That's it. That's, That's it. it. There that, you go. Game over, everyone. That's <laughs> no more. <laughs> Just move over, actual Grant Gustin. I, oh, yeah. I'm here now. Like who, Grant? Who? <laughs> no, I don't. So, I don't know who that guy is. So that's my main character. I've done like a lot of other characters. Uh, one of my favorites is the question. To do Ooh, from DC Comics, he's underrated right there. Oh, such Love a the great question. character. Yeah, man. Love him. Uh, I've done The Question. I've done a multitude of different anime characters, uh, one of them being like uh, Trafalgar Law from One Piece. I've done one of my absolute favorite ones to do was Alucard from Helsing. Oh, my, my little sister made the hat. We bought a giant witch's hat from books a million <laughs> and she painstakingly like, cause she was like learning to sew and do all this other craft. Stuff. Okay. I, was yeah. like, I just threw money at her. I was like, sister, can you do this for me? And she was like, okay. And, um, yeah, got her to make the hat and a, uh, like, the cloak right and um if you're familiar with the uh the team four star bridge series yes i am so i put on the uh the costume and i i started to do the voice Ooh, and wow that is one of my favorite things to just go up to people and just start quoting the uh the bridge series right and people just automatically are like oh my god <laughs> like like I just, I go up to uh, like uh, there's um there's been multiple times where like there will be like a a girl in particular like why not to be like I love your Alucard I'm like 
thanks. Do you like cannons? And, <laughs> and they just like, they freak out. It's it, man. I love it every time. So that's awesome, man. That the fact that, you know, you take the time and detail into nailing that cosplay. Cause I've seen a few cosplayers where they mm-hmm. kind of just put on a costume and just walk around. It's right. It's levels, you know, you like, you want to yeah. show that true dedication, especially like you were saying with the kids, they see you and they're like, yes. Oh my gosh, I see this person in front of me. You're, whoever you know mm-hmm. fill in the blank who you're going to be so it's very important that uh that definitely you want to make sure you nail it as far as details if you can i guess right so exactly as yeah. best as you you can like obviously i am very broke and um <laughs> I, I can't like be like fine fine tune every single oh, thing yeah, but i yeah, do yeah. it to like the best that i can right, so i never, right. never want to like go out there like with a something that I feel like is sloppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think people applaud the effort anyway. It's like, you know, if you can show that effort, you know, like, oh, wow, this person went out of their way to go that extra mile. I mean, that, you know, they care less how much the, you know, outfit costs. It's like, that you hitting that accent or, you know, you speaking in that voice and doing the little things. I feel like that's what really takes a cosplayer to like a next level or someone just not wearing the outfit. You're actually Mm -hmm. embodying the full, you know, personality of the character. So that is awesome. So, uh, yeah, and uh, also, you, uh, did you uh, cosplay as, like, Green Lantern one time? Uh, or not, not Green Lantern. Uh, Green Arrow. Green Arrow. Uh, yes. Okay, that's who I thought. Okay, okay. Because I remember I was, I was looking at your Instagram. I was like, okay, that's right. I knew it was one of them. Awesome, man. Well, that is super dope. And um, from what my understanding is, Lil Seal told me that you actually write as well? I do, yes. Okay. I, um, yeah, I've been wanting to be a writer ever since I was a little kid and uh, it's something that I've always like tried to do in my free time um when I was in college I actually got like one poem published and one short story published through like a little literary magazine that uh, was going around at the college oh wow uh, that's awesome yeah man. yeah that's that for me, like when when that first poem got published, that was like a huge milestone for me. Like, oh, okay, I, I it's not just me thinking that I want or something like. It's not just me uh, thinking that I'm a good writer, but mm-hmm. actually putting it out there and like no one actually likes. It. Like there are like that was very validating. To right. Me. Yeah. And um, and yeah, I've been. I, I've fallen off the bandwagon what with you no know, work and life jobs all that other stuff that, yeah, that yeah. comes into it right um, but it's something that I've started to like really get back into there's actually a, uh, a small indie publisher that uh, is currently open for submissions and there's like a bunch of short stories that I've been working on hey, too recently awesome um, yeah it's like a collection of short stories okay. about um basically characters like going into the woods and huh. uh kind of exploring both the fantasy and the horror of yeah. just just nature in general man hey look yeah I'll, yeah I'll do the woods man i mean i, I respect mm-hmm. the woods to enough to where it's like hey that's the woods all right cool yep. yeah i ain't going in though when when i was younger we would uh we had this house that was like right next to like a bunch of trees, this like small little forest area. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look out into that at night. And it's like, it's crazy because like during the day, I'd like walk through, it's like nice, peaceful. Right. Trail. It's like really relaxing, really great. But then you stare at that at night and like, Nighttime. I don't know what's in yeah. there. I don't want to know what's in there. Man, let me tell you something, mm-hmm. man. Did you see the footage of the new Bigfoot? Oh. There's another Bigfoot walking around, man, in South Dakota. I think uh, one of the Dakotas. Nah, nah, that 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 can stay up there. 
that can stay up there. I don't, we, we don't need giant gorilla yeti monsters roaming around in our hey, woods. Look. There's already enough freaky stuff out there. We got bears, man. Hey. We got bears. I know we got bears, man, but, you know, Bigfoot. <sighs> I'm just saying, man, you know, we don't know. Like, we don't know the ocean. We, we don't, don't know. get me started on the ocean. So you know we don't know the woods like that. You know, I'm just like, hey. But um, but that's cool, though. So you have some short stories mm-hmm. that you're working on. And it's funny you say that, man, because obviously uh, you're familiar with uh, comic book John, John Rez. Yeah, yes. So he's working on a comic book right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's so cool to see, you know, when you, are, you know people who are, like, doing these creative things, it's always awesome to hear because, you know, there might be someone at home or in their car right now just listening, like, oh, man, I always wanted to write, but... I just right. I don't know if people are gonna like it or you mm-hmm. know. So my my biggest advice to anyone, and this goes to like any creative endeavor, whether it be cosplaying, whether it be writing, making music, art, whatever it is, is that it it takes a lot out of you, and it's okay to acknowledge that that takes a lot out of you. It doesn't, like, with uh, with quarantine and the whole COVID thing going down, like, a lot of people are like, oh, okay, this is the, the time to do it. And then you feel bad that you don't actually end up doing that. But, like, there's so much other stuff going on that mm-hmm. there's, like, a lot going on in your headspace. And, like, it's it's work. Right. It's, it takes a lot of effort. But you don't get anywhere unless you actually, like, find the time to, to do it. Yeah. And just accept the fact that... The, the first draft of whatever it is you're writing is probably not going to be great. There's been plenty of times where, like, I've written something and thought it was a masterpiece. And mm. then, like, I look back and start editing it. And I'm like, this is terrible. Why did I think about <laughs> Why did I even consider this an option? Oh, man, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, that happens. Because that, I know me, I'm my worst critic. So oh, it's kind of like same, same here. Yeah. Same here. So I can imagine, man. Awesome, man. Well, you know, I got one last question for you before we get into all of the breaking news yes. and the usual rundown of the show. So uh, you said you're a nerd, right? Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite superhero and villain and why? So you can answer that either way. Like, OK, I'll go with villain first. super, Or maybe you might not have a favorite hero. You might have a favorite villain. However you want to do. My... My all-time favorite superhero is Spider-Man, which hey. I know is that's soup, so cliche. It's like, no, oh, oh, ring the bell, no, another I, guy like Spider-Man. <laughs> it's Spider-Man. Who mm-hmm. would not love Spider-Man? So I'm that's, not mad at that. That's the thing, yeah. yeah I'm not and, mad. and for me, he was always the like, he was always like the great guy to kind of look up to. Even though like Peter Parker, his whole life story, he's not supposed to be a a role model. Mm-hmm. But I have just mad respect for the the kind of characters and the kind of person who can continually go out there and put themselves out there and try and mess up and yeah. realize that they mess up and continue to do that. And and Peter Parker not only does that but he does it with a smile on his face like Mm. he he uh like does quips every single time that he's out there and like depending on like the different interpretations with peter parker like sometimes it's like that's just his nervous coping mechanism with dealing with the stress and it's just it's great to see and uh yeah just me being like a, a nerdy kid growing up like i always identified with peter parker just being that um that kid that like was bullied and uh like always felt 
outcast and different from yeah. the rest of the uh, the world. And then uh, he gets you know, gets these powers and he's able to like become himself and like find out who he is more. And I've right. always I've always loved that. Identified with that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Big time. Big time. Okay. My favorite supervillain yeah. is Doctor Doom. There we go. About time we get some Doom love up on the podcast, man. Doctor Doom is the quintessential villain. He is the complete package when it comes to a villain. I like it. He's got everything. He does. You want a mad scientist? He's a mad scientist. True. You want an evil dictator? He's an evil dictator. Facts. A mad magician? He is a mad magician. He's got like all of these powers and supreme godlike abilities. David Blaine. Yeah, he he takes on cosmic entities that rival that of gods and demons. He takes on street level heroes Talk that just it. so happen Talk about it. to to go and walk in the wrong direction that he's in. Preach. He oh my god. And he has just the best motive of he wants to make humanity better, mm. but the only way he can see that is by having humanity under his That's right. Foot. You gotta take control, gotta man. Take control. Take, hey, you know, I got a round of applause that right there, mm. man. That whole breakdown. Goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah, man. Doom. Doom needs some love, man. He needs so much. I I cannot tell you. You know what? I am. I love <laughs> Doctor Doom to death. Yeah, I do not care for the Fantastic Four that much. Okay, especially Reed Richards. I absolutely, I'm right there with Doctor Doom. Like, you just don't I like him. hate you. Just don't you. Like him. <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? I love it. Just get out of here. The rest of Fantastic Four, I can keep you guys. Yeah, John and John Storm thing. Come on over. Yeah, Come yeah. on over. A Reed, Reed, you, d- 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 get yeah, out yeah, here. Get yeah, out yeah, here. No yeah, one wants yeah, you yeah. around. And um, God, golly, uh. <laughs> I, I can re- literally go on and on about yeah, but Doom. Doom, about hey, Doom. I'm, I feel you. And you know what, man? I'm super excited that um that we're going to be seeing him eventually in the mm-hmm. MCU. You know it's coming. I you am know, and, dying. And I trust Feige. You know, I go to the Church of Marvel. You mm-hmm. know, I always give the offering every Sunday, every of time course. a movie come out. You know what I'm saying? Lord and Savior Kevin Feige, we, that's the man. We just did that uh, <laughs> communion last uh, this past weekend. All right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, so, you know, yeah. that is awesome, man. Well, this was some cool, you know, feedback for, for Rigel. So, again, guys, you know, you want to get more in tune with our guests, man. You know, I got to give a little breakdown, a little interview. So, uh, it looks like you passed the test. I appreciate that. So, you ready to get started? Oh, oh yeah. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and jump into breaking news headlines. All right, guys, breaking news headlines. And unfortunately, I have to, you know, start it off with, uh, you know, somber note. Um, unfortunately, we lost an actor, someone that's not just an actor, so many things, philanthropist, uh, very positive person in this community. And if you know, if you watch The Wire, if you watch Boardwalk Empire, 12 Years a Slave, Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. And just recently received an Emmy nomination for his role in Lovecraft Country. Actor Michael K. Williams unfortunately passed away at the age of 54. Mm. And uh, this is an actor that I always would see him on screen and his presence was so like it just made the film or show that much more real because it's like, you know, gritty. Mm -hmm. You know, it grew up in, I believe, Brooklyn. And he just has that tough demeanor. 
And just from looking at him, like if you didn't know him, you you might be like, oh, this this guy's a little scary looking, mm-hmm. you know. But he just how he comes off on screen, he's a brilliant actor. And, you know, this was such a shock because it happened, I believe, on Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And this really like, oh, it was like a, a punch to the gut. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with Michael K. Williams's body of work? I I'm not as familiar with so he's one of those actors that like i've always like seen yeah like but uh, like i never watched the the wire and Mm -hmm. i i hate to say i haven't seen lovecraft country yet it's been on my watch list for like the longest time i know i'm get ready oh it's going oh but he is um yeah i i saw that he passed away and i started like looking through his imdb page and there were like so many things things that he's been in that yeah. like I've seen that like like I saw him I recognize right. he's like one of those actors like you you know who he is you know just who from he the is. Fa- yeah. right the 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 big thing for me that like uh really got me was uh like I was scrolling through IMDb and I saw that he was the biology teacher in Community, uh-huh. which is yep. one of my favorite shows. Love that show. And yeah, I was like, oh, he's the guy who finally told Jeff Winger to to get out. Right. Like, he was right. the one calling him out on his bull crap. <laughs> oh, God dang it. Oh, and, man. Uh, yeah. 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 It's, it's 54 years old. Yeah. Like that is young. young. Very yeah. young. Very young. Mm-hmm. And he was so he had so much more things coming mm-hmm. and uh and other things that i loved was like his impact on the community because yes. i would see videos of him in uh, his home in new york and just like the local elections right mm-hmm. he was very involved with uh, the community as far as okay whoever's running for the mayor okay i have questions for you i'm speaking on behalf of the community that mm-hmm. i live around and you know we need to make sure the infrastructure is good we want to make sure kids are in you know safe places where they can you know go to school and come home and all he was involved Mm -hmm. in so many things as well as acting that you know hearing this news it was like oh Mm -hmm. my goodness and i remember watching him on the wire uh for those who know of the wire he played omar and just an iconic character that's kind of where you know i could be wrong but that was where a lot of people kind of took notice like who is this guy this guy is amazing Mm -hmm. and like you were saying it's like you know his face and when he comes on the screen it's just like a presence that he brings to it and uh but yeah man it's uh you know it's a tragedy um still just like oh man it's hard to believe you know and lovecraft country oh my goodness i know you haven't seen it man just be ready for like Mm. one of the best shows you've ever watched oh i'm I'm putting it up there oh my goodness so i believe it's still on hbo max Mm -hmm. uh so yeah if you and again whenever someone passes away i didn't mean to cut you off you about to say something okay yeah like well whenever someone passes away you know me and Lil seal we always you know tell our listeners if you don't know who this person is make sure you imdb Mm -hmm. and uh that's you know another way if you can pay tribute like check out their filmography you like Mm -hmm. go through and and really see how this person was really a master at his craft, and I really feel like he was on the you know precipice of like doing even greater things, but mm-hmm. you know tragically. And it's it's actually really great that you brought up the um how politically active that he was like on a community level because like that is where it like really matters to yeah. in the world. And it's like you you have hear all these like different actors and actresses like talk about their their politics, but rarely do you see that many people like act on on that level where it is so important and uh like yeah look looking 
looking at this uh, his contributions to everything, uh, one thing that I saw, like all these different headlines talking about how important he was with his character Omar on the wire, mm-hmm. even though I, I haven't seen the show, but yeah. uh, talking about just how important that character was uh, for the gay black community yes. too, because yep. that really like uh, I was reading different articles about mm-hmm. this, um, yeah. about how he like that portrayal of that character, like really brought into light this, like this different ideal of what masculinity can be that like, right. it doesn't yeah. matter who you love. Mm-hmm. And like, especially for like, for like young black Americans out there who are like struggling yeah. with that. Cause right. there, there's an extra layer. It's one thing to be like gay and American. There's right. another thing to be a minority and gay in America. Exactly. Yeah. And to, to have that representation on there and to like mm-hmm. have that, that that's incredibly important. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that uh, we lost someone who was so outspoken about that yeah. and was a huge symbol for, for people. So yeah, hundred percent. So uh, again, guys, make sure y'all go on IMDB mm-hmm. and uh, look up, you know, Mr. Michael K. Williams. He's, you know, he led a life that was, you know, you could write a book or you could write a movie about, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that's what we encourage our listeners to do, to pay tribute, check out his filmography. You will have a blast. You will have an adventure. You will be, you know, just gripped with tears. I mean, it's just uh-huh. so many things he's done that, you know, what more else could be said, just check it out. And, um, and yes, rest in peace, Mr. Michael K. Williams. All right, guys, next up, we got some big news regarding Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. It appears that Marvel Shang-Chi breaks Labor Day weekend record with over $90 million in the box office. Round of applause for Shang-Chi. Hey, look, I'm not one to gloat and honk my horn, but I told y'all, I told y'all Shang-Chi was here. this is your time, my friend. This is, you, this, no one else, hey, no look, one else believed look, you, but look, you had faith from hey, the beginning. I had faith, man. I had faith. I had so much faith, and uh, you know we'll be talking about that in the review segment in just a little bit. But uh, this was huge news, mm-hmm. especially with the pandemic that's been going on. Yes. and the movie theater industry is like on a you know on the edge right now. Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to come back to where it was, or is the streaming at home thing is going to be the way of the future? Mm-hmm. But it appears that you know, with the pandemic, still people came out, and it's Labor Day weekend was a perfect time to drop because you know mm-hmm. Labor Day, a lot of people are off. You know, people were willing to you know go out there to the theater. Hopefully they were masked up and protected. I know I was. Yeah. So and they saw it. So this is huge news. Ninety million in the box office. That's crazy. That from from what I saw, that's the it, that broke records. Like the the last time a movie did that was like Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. Way back in like two thousand seven or yep, whatever. So that's like right. that's not only like just impressive pandemic numbers. That's just impressive numbers. Period. Period. Yeah. So yeah, I was. So I went to go see it in theaters Labor Day weekend. Um, my wonderful fiance, I, I was like wondering, okay, are we actually going to see the movie? Because she's been very iffy with like COVID numbers going right. up. Yeah. Uh, but she she decided to take me out on a date and hey. uh, treat me to a movie, and we went to go see a matinee for uh for Shang Chi, and um, <clears throat> and 
I was really worried about it because, like, mm-hmm. the movie that we went to go see, we went to see a matinee, one o'clock, and the movie theater we normally went to is normally, like, packed, but, like, there was barely anyone in the parking lot. The The theater didn't have that many people, so I was like, oh, no, is, is no one actually going to go see yeah, it? Go but, see like, it. to actually hear it got those numbers, like, that's, that's a huge relief for me. So, yeah, yeah I was... Yeah, I, I was glad that it did as well as it yeah, did, too. Same so. here. Same here. So hopefully, you know, that's a positive sign mm-hmm. that the movie theater industry is still still here. But I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I feel like because of the fandom that the MCU, like if if one movie or a company or brand is going to bring people back to the theaters, mm-hmm. it's Marvel. It's the MCU. I think yeah. everything else, people are kind of like, uh, kind of on the edge. Maybe, maybe right. not. But it's like, hold up, yo. It's a Marvel movie. Oh, Marvel. Oh, okay. Well, I, I got to be there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll risk it, you know? And so. the, the big thing is that you, you had to risk it this time because yeah. they didn't do what they did with Black Widow and made it available on Disney Plus with premium access. Right. You you had to actually like go into the theaters and did it. Yeah. Uh, go, go see it, which I think was a smart move. Mainly because just like, is encouraging people to go see it in theaters, but also like because Black Widow came out and that didn't do as hot as Marvel wanted it to mm-hmm. to do in the box office. Yeah, but like I feel like a huge reason why Black Widow do, didn't do that hot is because one, no one was like chomping at the bit for the Black Widow movie. I liked the movie. I thought it was good. And I was like, okay, it's it's going to be fun. Like, but I wasn't like super excited like black widow's never been like my absolute favorite character mm-hmm. yeah. and so like i was like okay they're finally making a black widow movie after she's dead okay what what whatever <laughs> yeah. oh, all right and right. then they kept pushing it back again yep. that's again. what i was about to get to again. i was just about to get to that it was the fact that number one that that point you made already about you know her untimely exit mm-hmm. and then game but also that yeah this movie was supposed to come out way before well you know and again it's the pandemic so we get that and they kept having to push it back so i just feel like all right you know we disney's losing so much money keeping it so Mm -hmm. it's like all right we'll just have to you know do what it do but yeah and they got their own battle on their hands right now with that whole situation but thankfully though like you were saying man shang chi was like hey Mm -hmm. people you gotta come out and they came out in droves, man. I've been loving the uh, the memes that the uh, the the actor who played Chong Chi, uh, yeah, Simi Lu, yes, S- yeah, yeah, he because uh, he used to be a stock footage model. Oh wow, uh, yeah. And uh, there's like one meme that he made on his Twitter account where it was like me laughing at all the people who thought we'd flop, and it's a stock image photo of him like <laughs> laughing at a computer screen of a bunch of coworkers, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. This is, this is top hey, tier right here. I love it. This. I love it. Yeah, guys. So, uh, you know, we have to wait and see, man. You know, this is a good sign. This is a good sign. Mm-hmm. I know uh appears that Venom moved up their release date. Yeah. At first, they wanted to push it back to 2022. But now, you know, they're they, seeing these numbers like, hold up. We might. Let's go ahead and stay right here. Matter of fact, we'll push it up. Mm-hmm. They, they were like, oh, 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 wait. So delaying the movie isn't going to make us money. Got it. Uh, Put it. But here, have it a little bit sooner. A little quicker. And yeah, I, I'm also excited to to see the new Venom movie. Yeah, and uh, the fact that I actually get to see it sooner rather than later is it's like, even better. getting me pumped up. Yeah, so. you got to keep the momentum going, guys. And uh, speaking of momentum, Aquaman. 
what type of momentum will Aquaman have for the sequel? Mm. Well, if you uh, saw a picture that went around, Jason Momoa posted on his Instagram a new suit for Aquaman 2. Uh, he actually posted on his Instagram, uh, second round, new suit, more action. Hashtag Aquaman, Aloha J, I'm finally in England. And uh, yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. if, if you haven't seen it, it's up on our Facebook page and Instagram page at the comic section. Make sure you follow and like. But uh, you saw the photo. I saw the photo. What yes. you thought about it? I, uh, I am trying to to figure out how how to put this together. Uh, I I actually really liked the the gold outfit. I okay. I, I think it's it's horribly corny, but like that's one of the things I love about DC Comics is that they're just unapologetically horny, horribly corny at times. Yeah. And so the uh, the new slicker suit. I'm just wondering like. Okay, the what's going on with the uh, the like color here? The darker, like, yeah, it's got the the darker colors to it. Uh, like it kind of reminds me a little bit of the 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 time where he like loses his hand in the comics or the, the, the Justice League TV show where like lose it? he's uh, yeah he's just got like the green pants on and right. like, occasionally you see him wearing like gray armor. Yeah, and like, in that show he he straight up loses his hand. Yeah, his hand that. chopped so, off. Um, I. Uh, are they going that route with this? I don't know, but like, mm. I I'm intrigued. I'm also wondering what the caption "even more action" means because holy crap, there was a lot of action in that first Aquaman movie. Absolutely, there was an entire war going on in yeah. that first movie. So, um, yeah, I I don't know where they're taking it, but I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty excited. But he also posted another quote where he said, "It is sunny out. It's amazing. I'm going to start Aquaman two tomorrow." This is the last day of the brown, meaning his hair. I'm going to be a blonde. So he's going to go to that traditional blonde. He said, supposedly they have more fun. Talking about blondes. I don't know about that. We'll test it out. But I'm excited to see what James Wan and my whole cast has in store. So, uh, you know, little tease right there. Very first scene of Aquaman 2. He just starts yelling and turns Super Saiyan. Oh, my gosh. What? That you know what he would be a great Saiyan too. He would who would he be? Would he be Go? No, he maybe Vegeta. Mm. He'd be Broly. Yes, he'd Broly. be Broly. Yeah, he would have to be Broly. Yeah, he, like he's it. got the he's got the physique for it. Yeah, he yeah, could do he's it. A, he could he's do a it. big guy. Yeah, he could do it. Even though he hates going to the gym, imagine that. Yeah, yeah, uh, but you know. But it's Jason Momoa, you know. Just Everyone it. hates going to the gym. Let's be real. Let's be straight. Let's be honest with ourselves for a moment. Who here likes going to the gym? All right, I'm like, I, I guess I'm gonna be that guy that, uh, yeah. I love it, man. But look, I get it though, because it's, it's hard, and I understand mm-hmm. it. And Jason Momoa's like, I hate going to the gym. I'm trying to get my Momoa impression on. I hate going to the gym, brothers. Uh, that's Hulk Hogan. I hate going to the gym. That's all I got. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I gotta listen to more Jason Momoa. I I like going to the gym, but it's also that that thing of like, okay, I'm just going to be sweaty and awkward sweaty. in front of a bunch of other people who are also sweaty and awkward right hey, now. We're all but in it. We're all in it together. We're all in it together. Yeah, yeah, you know. But hey, look, all I say, Aquaman two from the suit. I thought it was cool. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just waiting. You know, I want to see a trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting to see what that outfit because that outfit kind of threw me. Because, of course, you know, the traditional, you know, golden green, you, you know, you can't beat that. But with this, I feel like this could kind of be like one of a, like another suit that mm-hmm. he's just wearing for like a particular scene. Who knows? But Aquaman 2 on the way. It made a billion 
the first time, mm-hmm. will it make a billion again? Ooh. Interesting. Only time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell with Aquaman 2. And uh, also in the news, we have a little uh, price hike in the world of streaming, unfortunately. Have you heard the news about Hulu? I have. Man, oh man, do you have Hulu? We we do. So uh, <laughs> I, I mooch Hulu off of Alicia. She paid for Hulu when we got into our relationship, which is fine because she mooches off of my family. Oh, I was going to say, that's a commitment so right there. there. Oh, okay, she, yeah. she gets my Netflix, I get her Hulu. That's, that's what there I'm we saying. Go. And she she went ahead and like did the Hulu Disney Plus bundle okay, thing when, yeah. when that happened. When that came out, so, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I heard about the, uh, the little price hike yeah. that's going on with this. So yeah, they uh, Hulu just notified their subscribers, I would say a couple of days ago, um, prices will soon increase on October 8th. The standard ad-supported version of Hulu is going from $5.99 per month to $6.99 per month. The ad-free version is going from $11.99 to $12.99 per month. And for now, the Hulu Plus Live TV plan prices aren't changing. Um, but it looks like, uh, I guess they're saying it's a likely effort that Disney will try to keep pushing its Disney bundle streaming option. And, um, so with that bundle you were referring to with mm-hmm. ESPN plus and Hulu is thirteen ninety nine a month. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, I guess it's not too big of a jump. Most, yeah. most of it is like a dollar. Yeah. It's, it's a thing where like, if you don't already have the bundle, I can see how you could be a little annoyed with that but also like like did netflix recently up the price yeah for they up the price subscription. of course like it's it, it's just the the way things are especially yeah. with like all these different streaming services have basically replaced cable at this point 100 percent. like it used to be oh okay you just get rid of your cable package and just get uh your internet pay for right the internet, just pay for the internet pay for like a couple of uh streaming services like netflix and hulu and, and that, you're good you're good right? that's it but nowadays in our age we've got so we've got many. amazon prime yeah got disney plus you got hbo max you got discover plus you've got you got AMC. Par- you got paramount plus paramount plus hey let me tell you something paramount plus is legit Okay. I, yo, I'm using a friend's uh, account right now. That's the one I don't have. Paramount. Is it Paramount Plus or Paramount TV? I think Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. I will say for the 90s nostalgic fan that I am, uh-huh. all the 90s Nickelodeon stuff is on there. Uh-huh. So I'm talking about Legends of Hidden Temple, Guts, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Salute Your Shorts, the original Rugrats. All that, Keenan and Kel. I'm talking about Snick. All those 90s Nickelodeon. It's right mm, there. You were sucked in by the siren song. Oh, they got Nick, me. Nick, 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 oh, Nick, Nick. Oh, take my money. Take my money right now. <laughs> take it right now, Rigel. I'm not playing. I want it, and I want it now. Yeah, but this right here, like you were saying, not not surprised because, mm-hmm. you know, with everything that's going on, especially from what Hulu's trying to make itself be, they're trying to you know, focus more on original programming. Right. Because right now, I believe, you know, they have they have some big hitters, but it's not big, big. It's not, well, I shouldn't say it's not big, big, but I guess, you know, as far as, like, they want to move the culture from what, mm-hmm. from what it looks like. So they have, like, Nine Perfect Strangers, uh, Only Murders in the Building, and, of course, their big one is The Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, they want more of that content. Yeah, and th- there there is some really good, uh, Hulu original content that they've got. Like, that's where the Animaniacs reboot is. There right you go. Yeah. That's uh, where uh, one of my personal favorites, the, um, uh, uh, the, the Justin Roiland, 
the Solar Opposites. Oh, okay. That's it. Yeah. The, the, the Rick and Morty guys that yeah. basically started doing Rick and Morty without uh, Dan Harmon. <laughs> like, that. that's on there, and that's great. Yeah. Uh, I just hope this doesn't bite them in the butt in the sense that like Hulu used to have so much and like like I'm a huge weeb. Hulu okay. used yeah. to be the place right. that the the legitimate place uh-huh. I would go to to uh to watch anime. Yeah. And I was recently like looking through their uh anime selection. Mm-hmm. And like half the titles that used to be on there aren't on there. Yeah, anymore. they're not there anymore. They went all to Crunchyroll or that's Funimation. Right, or that's right. You know they made that else. big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh yeah, I'm I, I'm hoping that they're able to sustain themselves. I, I like Hulu. It's mm-hmm. not one of the stream services I use all the time, but I, I do enjoy it. And it's a, it's been around for a while. Yeah, it so. has. It yeah. has. And I will say, I mean, I'm like you, I'm not a big Hulu person. Mm-hmm. Hulu's kinda like I don't know. I think that's the one that I go to last. I'll be honest with you. It's same. It's just, it doesn't, not too much over there has grabbed me where I have to go to it. Mm-hmm. Not like that. Um, but I will say the one thing about Hulu that they're slick and I'm not mad at them for doing it. I hate that they did that. The fact that there's so many ads that you have to get that. Well, you wouldn't have to get the ad free, but the fact that they will throw in like maybe eight or 12 ads right in the middle mm-hmm. of the show, or they put them so sporadically. It's like, man, I can't even get into the show because of all these ads is like, well, you want to pay that extra. Right. Yeah, that's how we got you. But mm-hmm. that's the one streaming service that really irritated me about that. I get it. It's smart. Cause you know, that's what you want. You mm-hmm. want to irritate them to where you're like, all right, here's the extra five, six bucks. So I don't have to deal with these ads, but Hey man, I mean, look, we know this is happening. Like you mm-hmm. were saying, it's like cable. The only thing I will say, though, that unlike cable, you can cancel any time. That's also true. So yeah. that's kind of like the one caveat of all this. Oh, this is basically a cable bill, but yeah, it, you ain't got to worry about that, yeah. <laughs> that no. cancellation fee. So, uh, But yeah, let's see what happens with Hulu, man. I might have to, I don't know, man. They might get a little expensive. I got a lot of, mm-hmm. got a lot of apps, but also a lot of apps I'm mooching off of, too, that I'm not ashamed to say. Yeah. You no, know, we all yeah. doing it. We, let's we let's be real. It, yeah. We all are doing it. We we have you know? friends who mooch off of our accounts. That's how we it have works. friends who we mooch off of. It is a benefit. It's a symbiotic relationship yeah, of, yeah. of mooching. The yeah, the barter system, man. Exactly. Come exactly. on, guys. All right. Well, that about wraps up the uh, breaking news and headlines. And as always, you know, make sure you head over to our social media page at the comic section because there's always something that breaks. By the time this podcast comes out, it's probably going to be five or six new news stories that drop. So again, make sure you head over to the comic section so you stay in tune with all the latest news and headlines when it breaks next up we'll jump into coming soon previews all right guys it is time for us to preview some trailers man some hot fresh new trailers and again just like i was saying with the news there's always a ton of trailers that drop so i try to select like three of the like the biggest that i've seen and maybe i'll throw in one there that's like oh i didn't know that was coming out but uh but yeah so i highlighted three trailers and the first one is for the family but not just any family the adams family you know mm-hmm. come on you can't go wrong with the adams family they're creepy and they're kooky you know this you know the theme mm-hmm. 
There we go. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you would get the snap. All right, guys. Well, uh, we have a new trailer for The Addams Family 2 premiering Friday, October 1st. Just in time. Right around the corner from Halloween because it is spooky season. Yep. The spookiness is coming. It's coming. So uh, let's go ahead and take out this uh, trailer for The Addams Family 2. Let's take a quick look. CNTM Perry Decasay Tutamen. Hello. English, please. I'm surrounded by idiots. I am completely different from my family. Why is she avoiding us? They're both growing up so fast. Pretty hot. Hey, ladies. I have the very solution. We are going on a family vacation. Let's roll! You've always wanted to see more of this great country. Right in the Niagara Falls. Hi, what's your talent? There's my little holy terror. I remember the night Wednesday was born. It was a Tuesday. She was silent as a jellyfish. And I put all the babies back where I found them. Huh? I think. <laughs> we need to stop that family so the truth can come out. Who is that man? No one at all, dear. This trip will bring the Adams closer than ever before. Or there will be no survivors. It's just us and the wonderful sound of silence. to see you, my bewhiskered cousin. I still don't understand the word that guy says. All right. Roger, what's your yeah. thoughts on this one right here? Are you uh, looking forward to this one? I, I am. I am, actually. I uh, Yeah, I, I saw the first one in theaters. The Addams Family is like one of Alicia and I's favorite like franchises that we follow. Yeah. Really like the uh, the first movie, even though like it's it's a kid's movie. But yeah, like, yeah. what what can you expect? It's a, it's a kid's movie. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's fun. It's entertaining. It's yeah. And the... The first one was legitimately funny. It was. I like cracked up multiple times throughout it. Uh, this one, it also looks like it's going to be legitimately, f legitimately funny. I'm, I'm super excited that uh, we're going to get more Oscar Isaac, as, get more uh, Oscar Isaac. as Gomez. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I love this whole angle that they seem to be doing with, uh, with Wednesday, like not. Fit, like going through her like teenage yeah, angsty starts period. To get awkward, yeah. It's like she's already such a like outsider, outcast. Yeah, like yeah. such a little ball of angst already. <laughs> it's like, what more do you want, child? Oh yeah. How much more angry can you be? <laughs> I will say, I I'm looking forward to this, and of course, you know, for the whole family. And one thing about these films that. I love that the studios who do these things do, like you were saying about the mm -hmm. first film, a lot of adult humor in these films mm -hmm. where like you could bring your kid and your kid be like, they don't get it, but you are dying. Cause I've had that happen a ton of times where you're just like, I'm over here like 
just tears coming out mm-hmm. and like a you know a family member might be like what you laughing so hard about like you wouldn't know right now but when you get older <laughs> you're gonna look back on that like oh, they put yeah. that in that movie they, they like, got away with that like, <laughs> like yes they did oh man but yeah this seems fun and like you were saying you know for all the family to come out and check out and i believe it's going to be on demand as well so yes that's going to be something cool too. If you don't, you know, the COVID numbers, like we're saying, mm-hmm. it's going up. If you don't feel comfortable going to the theater, of course, you can check out that Adams Family too, October 1st. Man, I can't wait for Halloween. Yo. Oh, God. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I, uh, it's going to be different. It, again, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, like, I, I just bought a house last year. Oh, congratulations. Thank man. you. And, um, like, I was so excited for, for Halloween to be like, oh, trick-or-treaters, finally, right, I'll right. be able to, like, hand out candy to the kids in the neighborhood <laughs> and my yard that's decorated, look like Halloween stuff, and then, like, and COVID. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not, uh, Yeah, yeah, d- it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. I get it. I get it. But, you know, hopefully this movie can uh, lift your spirits some. Exactly. You know, that's yeah. what it's all about. All right. So, again, make sure you guys check that out. If you're going to check it out, it's Friday, October 1st, 2021 for Adam's family too next up we get in another animated film but this film right here is something that i'm very much looking forward to seeing dc animated films for the most part they are usually i want to say b plus to a plus range i expect at least a good film from this and i'm talking about injustice that's right if you were a fan of the video game franchise the comic you know how injustice is roger you're shaking your head mm-hmm. you, you feel what i'm oh, taking you this are right now. you are preaching on the mount my friends this is <laughs> probably one of my favorite like elseworlds uh and i have such fond memories of the video game yeah. mostly because that's the the first video game I played with my little sister where she legitimately whooped my butt. <laughs> and I am secure enough in my masculinity to yeah. say my little sister whooped my butt it and happens. injustice. It happens. She still does it to this day. Uh, put it in your face sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. You remember that time I beat you down in injustice? Yeah, let's play oh, again. Yeah, yeah, oh. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> Man. So, yeah, now nah, this, uh, when I heard that DC was doing this, I was like, I, I had a feeling they were. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, please, please be amazing. Because I have high hopes for this. Mm -hmm. And maybe my expectations, I don't know if I should, you know what, I'm talking too much. You want to go ahead and check out the trailer? (laughs) Let's check out the trailer. Imagine meeting you here, Lois. (laughs) This is a priority call to all Justice League members. A woman is missing. She's one of ours. Her name is Lois Lane. Lois. My. Masterpiece! <laughs> Brace yourself! You took his wife. You took his unborn child. And his city. Why? After all these years, Batsy, you really need reasons from me? What happened to Metropolis can never be allowed to occur again. You'll throw away everything the Justice League stands for. (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay. I I love that tease right there. Uh You know, because obviously for those of, you know, who haven't played the game or... 
I believe, I know, actually, we talked about this already. Most of us played the game or you mm-hmm. know of the story where, you know, Joker just crossed the line. Joker wanted to play the game on easy mode. He did. He did. And so, you know, the man, you know, who's known as the Boy Scout, you know, the mm-hmm. two good goody two shoes, Superman, always kind of like, ah, oh, everything's going to be all right. And, you know, we're just going to put him in jail. Nah, bro. You crossed the line. You took mm-hmm. out Lois and my kid. And his city. And the and city. The city. <laughs> Joker, you got to go. You has to go. See, now, the, the, the wife was one thing. The yeah. baby was another. Uh, city, strike no, three. You're strike out. Three. It's you're, over. Your license to live has expired. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, in this Elseworld universe, man, Superman just goes, you know, mad. Justifiably so, mm-hmm. in my opinion, on certain things. But then, you know, he can kind of take a little too far sometimes. But you understand why he's doing what mm-hmm. he's doing. And, of course, that comes out of conflict with your boy Batman. Now, I, J-Rock, I'm actually very surprised to hear that you're super excited for this, because if I remember correctly, you have said multiple times that you are tired of the evil Superman trope. I that am. You, you I am. You want to see Superman be good. So the fact that you're excited for the, the series that started this evil Superman started, trope. That's right. Like, explain yourself, sir. I have to explain it. You know why? Because this is where, like, this particular story, DC can do like they've done it to Uh where it's like okay i get it it makes sense when i'm saying the whole superman trope is okay everything outside of this where they obviously are paying homage to superman but like you know like brightburn Mm -hmm. and like these other films that we know are superman stories but he's evil i i love to see this particular you know aspect of it because this is the one that started it all and Mm -hmm. i love that i love to see this because that story was so like yeah like i felt it i mm. felt like this was more pure where the other ones were like all right let's just make a story of a superman that's right. bad this is really dc's doing mm-hmm. and it's like that's the difference that's where i'm like okay yeah so it's because this is the character that you know and love right and it's you can actually see the like legitimate motivations exactly okay rather than a company that's like well we can't do superman so we'll just create a quote unquote bat like homelander and uh even though i love homelander so mm-hmm. i love the, the boys but yeah but these types of stories where it's like okay we're obviously tracing over superman put a name on it and make him evil because mm-hmm. it's so easy for people to hate on superman just for being good oh he's boring right you know and it's like okay but it's it's coming from dc yes this is why mm-hmm. yeah i i actually uh i i actually get that uh like one of the things with with Superman is that people talk about oh he's he's super boring. I actually used to fall into that camp like a long time ago, but like the thing that makes Superman great isn't what he isn't the fact that he can literally do anything that he's morally good all the time. It's the fact that the stuff that he chooses to stand up for is so fragile that truth justice all that stuff that is something that is easily broken and so to actually take that character to the point of like where he's like okay this doesn't work i i have to cross this line because none of this actually like makes any sense anymore right uh yeah that i i get that like yeah okay that's a very very in-depth story yeah um 
Yeah, and it's actually funny that this trailer just came out because I recently just rewatched the original Justice League cartoon Ooh. with the Justice Lords. Oh, where yeah, that, that was a good it, one. They do a similar situation, only Superman kills Lex Luthor after mm-hmm. Lex Luthor kills the Flash. Yeah. And the like same sort of idea of like the Justice League just take over and become like these the rulers of the planet Earth. And with uh with injustice there's at least like some superheroes that are like okay no you're you're not yeah. this is not right it's we not cannot good. do this yeah even the villains even the villains even- are like yo we scared of this all right we're used to like superman mm-hmm. being but this is different right here like, yeah <laughs> yeah now th- that whole story is such a, a riveting story and the fact that dc animated films are doing mm-hmm. it i'm th- like that my expectations are high yes and but don't get me wrong, DC animated films aren't always on point because I mean we've seen some like The Killing Joke and mm-hmm. others that kind of like missed the mark in in a, a lot of ways. I'm just hoping I'm I'm confident, but I'm also like ooh because this is right. this is a big story, mm-hmm. and obviously I'm not thinking they're gonna do everything in one film or maybe. You think they'll probably do sequel? I'm thinking they would have to, right? They have to do a sequel. They yeah. have there's so much ground to cover. And um I, I wanna say huge shout out. I I didn't look up like who the actor is who's doing the voice of the Joker. Mm-hmm. But I gotta just say this, like when it comes to uh different voice actors taking on the role of the the Joker, like post Mark Hamill, yeah, uh they're nailing it. Oh yeah. Like the the guy who's doing the voice for Joker in this, like he he sounds legit like it. It's like he's not trying to do an imitation of Mark Hamill. Right, he's no, just no, no. doing his own thing, but yeah. it's still got like that Joker flair to right. it. Right, uh, like Alan Tudyk and the Harley Quinn show. Oh my goodness, fantastic Joker, yeah, big time. Um, I I recently watched the um, uh, the long Halloween animated movies that I gotta came out. finish that. Now it's good. Okay, cool. It's good. All right, it's good. See, and yeah, the the voice actor for um for that, I'm pretty sure that's um who's that guy who does the uh, the voice for Deadpool and uh, Nathan Drake. Uh, that he's done the voice of the uh, the Joker in the past, and like in the past, I've heard him try to do the voices. Like you're just trying to do a Mark Hamill impression, right? But then watching this, like wh- I watched the trailer for the Long Halloween, mm. I heard him as the Joker. I was like, oh snap! Yeah, you, I thought that was Mark Hamill for right. a second. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, you've you've nailed it, buddy. You got it now. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to um whoever is that is doing the Joker this time around because he's, yeah. he's got it down too. No, I'm excited. I'm excited, mm-hmm. guys. So, uh, again, guys, it's coming out October 19th. Mm-hmm. So, again, another just in time for Halloween, yo. Yeah. You got you to gotta get some uh, some horror in the uh, in the DC world, but a different type of horror, you know, like a, like a psychoanalytic type of mm-hmm. mind horror. But, no, either way, though, I am in. I cannot wait. And uh, I believe it's coming out on uh, 4K, Ultra HD, Blu-ray combo, and digitally. And uh, I think they've, I think it's going for like $39.99. So, mm. uh, but yeah, I will watch this and I hope that it's going to be amazing. I have faith. I think it will. I think it will be great. All right. And uh, last but certainly not least, the big trailer that dropped as we were recording the podcast and we're talking about the Matrix Resurrections. Now, are you a big Matrix guy, man? Or, you know, were you on the Matrix bandwagon or maybe not? Or I'm a, I'm about to out myself right now. Oh, so um, I've always had an appreciation for the uh, the Matrix, but like uh, I, I. 
I was born in the mid '90s. I was a wee baby yeah. when the uh, the first movie came out. Okay, uh, uh, that's my parents subjected me to like many uh, like movies that I probably shouldn't have been watching as a kid. But the Matrix wasn't one of those. Unfortunately, the Matrix series wasn't one of those, mm-hmm. and uh, I never got the chance to see any of them in theater. I've I've seen the first one. Okay, I never saw the other. To I know what happens in all of them. Yeah, yeah. I know the the general story. I mean, but I I haven't seen all of the trilogy, okay. and um, yeah, I I never got a chance to see the uh, the Matrix in theater. So, uh, now, so now you can exactly possibly, maybe. All right. Well, uh, without further ado, I know you're waiting for it just like we are. Let's go ahead and take a quick look at the Matrix Resurrections. Thomas. You seem particularly triggered right now. Can you tell me what happened? I've had dreams that weren't just dreams. Am I crazy? We don't use that word in here. still here. I know it's why you're still fighting and why you will never give up. You don't know me. No? After all these years, to be going back to where it all started. Back to the Matrix. All right, here we go. What is Neil Patrick Harris doing? Oh, you know, he's just sitting there just trying to psychoanalyze Neo. Right, yeah, you as know, you do. That's what we do. do. That's Doogie Howser Broadway right Broadway star Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Just, just chilling there, just uh, psycho, uh, psychoanalyzing the you know, he computer a doctor, messiah. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He got all that, man. He got so many degrees. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, looks, it looks wild. It does. The, um, yeah, the, like... Matrix known for its action, yes. known for its like just crazy fight scenes. Uh, the fact that there's a lot of that in this trailer, like Come you on, see man. a ton of that already. That yeah, already sold on that. So hey, look, Keanu Reeves, you know he can play this character like nobody's business. You know, it's the type of character that when you see him, you're because that's the thing. Keanu Reeves played so many big characters. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you could see Keanu Reeves like, oh, that's Keanu Reeves. But in this film, I see Neo mm-hmm. is back. I don't see Keanu because, you know, he's so famous. But I see Neo is back. He's returned. I know some people are like, oh, man, it's John Wick in the Matrix. Like, well, yeah, because <laughs> well, he got the beard yeah. and everything. But I'm just like, yo, from watching, I know you were saying you were mm-hmm. young when the first one came out. Like, seeing this in theaters when it first came out, it changed the game for everything. It did, yeah. Every it, it changed modern filmmaking. Yeah, action films, like, all copied some type of blueprint from The Matrix as far as fighting style, camera angles, the whole nine. 
and to see them back and you know you have these familiar characters that are returning in a lot of fresh faces mm-hmm. um you know you got my guy yaya who uh we were just talking about Aquaman too, and then he just had Candyman, so he's on yes. a streak right now. Uh, the fact that this movie, well, the first movie, I'll be honest with you, that's all you really need to see. I'll be real with you. Uh, that, that, that's, that's why I've only seen see. the first one. Everyone told me you just need to just see, see the first, first one. one. Two, you three, need. you can go and check out the Cliff Notes. Go on YouTube, yep, have have a ball. That honestly, that's what I did. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one, I am hoping, like, yo, please. Please be be great. Um, I just have a feeling that for all of the action and everything, I'm more interested in seeing how they bring these characters back. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the yeah, because like, didn't they all die at the the end of the third one? I know that know, like Trinity definitely died. I, I'm pretty sure Neo was blinded. <laughs> yeah, like he just straight up lost those eyes. I'm just saying, man. But it is Resurrections. Yeah, so it's fitting title. And you know, he had a bunch of blue pills he was taking, mm-hmm. so that way, you know, maybe just suppresses, you know, what things that he remembered mm-hmm. from the previous films. Look, I am in, but I am I am a little skeptical because I always I always have like whenever a movie comes back out and it's been out like the I guess the original movie came out like twenty years ago or whatnot. Whenever it's a long period in between, mm-hmm. I'm always nervous. But I know one of the Wachowskis is back. Yes. Um, I think it was Laura. Is Laura, Laura? It's Laura, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Laura. Yeah, yeah I believe so. Laura's back to do this part. So I have faith, but I'm kind of like I'm nervous. I, but I'm here. J-Rock, I, let me say I, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Let, allow me to, to help ease your nerves okay. with a little, little story of mine. All right. I felt this exact same inclination uh, many years ago with a little film called Blade Runner 2049. Ooh. Because Blade Runner is a masterpiece of science fiction already. I, mm-hmm. like, I saw it when I was in high school. Loved it, even though like I didn't understand. I was like, whoa, this is weird, but I like it. Yeah. And uh, when I heard that they were doing a sequel to Blade Runner, I was like, why are you doing a sequel to Blade Runner? You right, don't right, need right. to do that. Leave that alone. Leave don't it alone. touch it. Yeah. But then I never saw it in theaters because I like saw a couple of co-workers who went to go see it. They were like, it was a good movie, but it's like three hours long sitting in the movie theater. I was like, okay, yeah, no, I've got other things I need to worry about right now. I don't have time to sit in. This was pre-end game. I was like, I don't have time to sit three hours in the movie theater. Just whatever. Okay, so I never bothered to go see it in theaters. Um, And it wasn't until like just recently I decided to rewatch Blade Runner, still holds up, Mm -hmm. and I decided to watch Blade Runner 2049 for the first time. And I fell in love with it to the point that like at, at the end of the movie, I was like... I was ready to just hop into a time machine, go back to my past self from when that movie was first coming out, saying, nah, I don't need to see this in theaters, and like strangle myself, being like, Yes, you do. Right. Yeah. It's a feast for the eyes. <laughs> you need to see this in like, Yeah. Uh, no, I get you. Uh, so I feel like that's. I kind of feel like that's going to be the same with uh with this movie with uh the Matrix. Like yeah. It, because like a lot of uh, what makes the Matrix great too is the uh, the philosoph- philosophy behind it. Yes, though. yep. And 
having like one of the original creators back behind the wheel. Oh continuing yeah. Continuing that, that vision to that, mm-hmm. that philosophy layout, not knowing like what is real and what right. isn't. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, yeah. I think it's going to be great. I yeah. think it's going to do. And you know what? And I'm with you. I, mm-hmm. I definitely believe it as well too. And, um, and this is a movie that's set to drop December 22nd, you know, right before Christmas and uh, you could check it in theaters. And also, this is one of those that's going to be on HBO Max as well. Can we talk about the fact that, like, I, I forgot this movie was coming out. Yeah. I forgot this was a thing. Yeah. And it's like... This was part of the rollout, that yeah. HBO Max rollout. And and then, uh, yeah, it's like four months before it comes out. Like, everyone was complaining about the Spider-Man trailer, like, mm-hmm. not coming out. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, getting close to December. Then they finally released it. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, The Matrix is over here like, oh, we're not putting anything out. Except, oh, okay. And uh, here's everything. Boom. Release date. There you go. Teaser, trailer. Right, fun with that. and you know what? And they're smart because they waited for that Spider Man trailer. They knew it was coming. They, they, yeah. They was like, no, we need our own slot. We need our own space. We're in the Matrix, so mm-hmm. you know, we we need a day or a week for everyone's talking about us. They gonna be talking about Spider Man for you know the past two weeks. Yep. So it's like, okay, now we got a free spot right now. Mm-hmm. Drop it, and yeah, now I'm, woo. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I believe you're right. I think this is going to be great. I think it's going to be amazing. And uh, yeah, man, Christmas, come on. This this my my Christmas present right here. Mm-hmm. I need to see this. Do do not pull a Rigel from three years ago. Go see the movie in theaters yeah. while it oh, is yeah. a feast for the eyes. There you go. There you go. And that about wraps up our trailers, ladies and gentlemen. And again, guys, make sure you head over to our social media page to check out all the more trailers that drop because there's plenty of trailers on our Facebook page for you to check out there's a lot of ones we didn't get a chance to get to but that's because there's like 35 trailers is out right now so make sure you head over there so you can check out all the latest trailers next up we'll get into reviews mm-hmm. and um you know rigel since you're our guest this week you have a you have a few reviews you want to go I over do. i do and we have a review as well with uh shang chi and the legend of the ten rings so uh, since we both seen that uh, we can both talk about it. And again, we're not going to spoil anything, so we'll pretty much give like a general mm-hmm. consensus. I know I put out a uh, video right after I left the theaters, um, just to, you know, my initial reaction. It's been a couple of days, so um, I'm, I feel good now, like I'm off the, the buzz. You're off the, the hype train. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, you know, so what's your thoughts on Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings? Uh, I went into this movie with i'll be honest i went into it with like very little expectations okay uh i'm one of those people that like when they announced they were doing this i was like who is this character like what what's going on and uh like the the first trailer i was like oh okay it seems like it'll be a, a good kung fu movie good action movie uh and then the second trailer hit where they showed uh, abomination and wong fighting each other in the middle of a pit i was like uh, okay um uh, okay and i i was just like all right let's uh let's go see it uh, alicia was like yeah i i want to get us tickets let's let's go see what's happening with this movie mm-hmm. and uh i gotta say i didn't know what to expect but this is a top tier mcu entry awesome. i am I was very, very pleased with it. Um, it honestly is gorgeous to look at for most of the time. And the, the God, the, the 
fight choreography in this. Like that first fight on the bus, like whoa. Yeah. That I, bus fight. Yeah. That was legit. Oh like, yeah. Man, yeah, it was um like not to give anything away with the uh the spoilers or anything like that. It it also had like a lot of heart to it. I really liked the uh the message that was coming down to it because like no Shang-Chi, his father is the the Mandarin, right. basically. Yeah. And he he struggles with this uh, like identity of like I'm was raised to be this way. He wanted these expectations of me, but I'm also part my mom, who his mother was, was like this good guardian deity or whatever. Right. Yep. And uh yeah, he has that conflict within him on like who he really is as a person and like that I found it very compelling. I yeah. really enjoyed it. The, the the only critique I really have with the movie is that there were so many times where it's like you get like this like nail biting action, like mm-hmm. fist flying everywhere, and then just and stop exposition dump. Right. And back into the action and yeah. stop. Like it, it, it's that was a little jarring at, at some points, but mm-hmm. like Honestly, I, I very much enjoyed it. Awesome. I, I put this in the top 10 of MCU films for me. Okay. So where would you rate it if you were to rate it out of 10? I'd give it a, I'd honestly give it like an eight, eight and a half. Ooh, yeah. all right. High score right there for Shang-Chi. Awesome. And well, you know, if you've been on our social media page, you've seen my initial reaction. And after a couple of days, after like, you know, checking, you know, getting into my thoughts and really like, okay, did I really like it that much? Mm. And uh, checking out some other reviews for it and everything. Uh, I will say that, yes, I'm still hyped for this movie, man. <laughs> this movie was a great, great film. I, you know, like you, I love martial arts. The The action scenes were definitely amazing. I knew of the character Shang-Chi for a while and that was the character that I always wanted to see in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the fact that, you know, in the MCU, he's technically known as, like, he's the best hand-to-hand fighter in all of Marvel mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, he doesn't really have powers like that. You know, it's basically, it's, he's just, he's the best fighter. He teaches, he taught Spider-Man, you're, mm-hmm. um, like, the uh, a way, I believe it was called, like, the way of the spider. It's like a martial arts technique right. to help Spider-Man be a better fighter. Um, you know, so that's where everyone comes to. They've come to Shang-Chi to learn how to fight and to see that character on in the MCU was one that I was like yo y'all just wait just wait like I was telling people about about Black Panther before it happened (laughs) I was like yo Shang-Chi when Shang-Chi come out it's gonna be a game changer and uh yeah I love it um just seeing the whole action scenes and and I and like you like um about the exposition and like you know kind of taking things out I feel like and that's one of the things I saw where I was like, ah, because remember, they were filming this during the pandemic. That's, That's when the right. pandemic really hit and they had to stop filming and they had to like, oh, OK, now everything is kind of take a break for a few months to, you know, see how the pandemic's going to be. And then trying to get everything together. I feel like there was a lot that was cut out um, mm. due to that, that they had to rush things through a little bit. Um, but I would say besides that, I definitely loved it definitely one of my favorite mcu solo films to get people introduced to the character and i'm super excited about the future of shang chi in the mcu because he's going to be around oh yeah they they let it be known that's not a spoiler but it kind of is but it ain't (laughs) because you know it's shang chi in mcu you're going to see shang chi again 
it's it's Schrodinger's uh, spoiler, where it's it's not a spoiler, but it is a spoiler. But it is, you know. <laughs> so uh, if I were to rate it, I would. I'm pretty much right there with you. I'd say about a eight point five out of hmm. ten. So make sure y'all go see it whenever you can. Um, and also, you got to see a few other things. You want to yes. give them a rundown of the other things you got to see? Oh yes, I would love to. So uh, keep it on the uh, the Marvel train, the Marvel bandwagon. Uh, last night we sat down and watched the latest episode of What If? Yeah, with the, uh, the zombies. Oh, I gotta finish that. This is honestly kind of the one I was looking forward to the most out okay. of all the the What Ifs, just because I. I feel the zombie fatigue, like when, especially when The Walking Dead came out, like everything was like zombie this, zombie that, all over. But there's just something I really love about superheroes and zombies and just the fact that like anyone can die at a drop of a hat. That's why I love Deceased when it came out. That was like a great like superhero zombie story. Right. Uh, And like the original Marvel zombie uh, comic is like it's messed up like it's mm-hmm. it gets pr- really dark and they this is probably the most pg-13 out of all the what ifs that we've seen so far okay um and it's it all in all it was really good i thoroughly enjoyed it uh <laughs> to to give you alicia's opinion on it she was bummed out after it was all said and done like she was just like i'll I just saw so many of my favorite characters turn yeah. zombies. I don't oh, like that. I'm right, like, right. Give me more. <laughs> let, me, let me see the carnage. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it was a it was a fun episode. Uh, it wasn't very deep. It doesn't hold a candle to like any of the uh, like the last episode that we saw of Doctor Strange mm-hmm. or uh, or even the the murder mystery one that we saw a week before then. But it was still a really good ride. Um, and it ends on a cliffhanger not to again not to spoil anything but it ends on a bit of a cliffhanger that you're sort of thinking like uh, okay what are they what are they going to do with this so uh, yeah i'm I, I enjoyed it i don't think it was the the best what if but for for me it, it satisfied uh the the marvel zombie itch i was needing yeah uh so I, i'd give it like a solid like seven seven and a half okay honestly, so all right yeah all right, well, man, I definitely need to go back because I, I've caught up on everything except for, I mean, uh, except for this episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm as soon as I get home from the pod, I will be checking this out. Uh, so what else you got a chance to check out? So recently, because uh, like work is just so crazy, especially in like the, these these times that we're living in. I've just there are many days where like we'll go home and just sit down on the couch, be like, "What do you want to watch?" I don't know. What do you want to watch? And we'll yeah. just put on something. One thing that we finally started to watch was uh, Monsters at work which is the the disney plus uh pixar show uh from the uh the monsters incorporated cast where uh yeah they they bring back billy crystal and john goodman as mike wazowski and sully it picks up like right literally right where the uh the movie leaves off where uh they're transitioning from uh being a scare energy factory to a laugh energy factory right and uh it focuses on a recent 
monster university grad who was like all set to be this new prime scarer. Yeah. The first day on the job, we're not scarers anymore. We're <laughs> jokesters <laughs> now. And you got to learn to be funny. Oh, no, you're not funny. So um, let's put you in the uh, the maintenance team. So it's, yeah, it's about this monster, Tyler, uh joins the uh the miffed crew the maintenance uh i, I forget the full abbreviation but mm-hmm. yeah the, the maintenance crew basically okay. with monsters uni- or monsters incorporated yeah and um and uh i got to say it's like probably one of the best workplace comedies i have seen in a while like from the the first episode uh the boss fritz comes in and just like starts introducing himself like he's got like this like michael scott energy to him where like right. he doesn't want to be a boss he wants to be your friend yeah and uh he, he's just like i'll be like a father to you i already have a dad i'll be like your father's father i have a grandfather i'll be like that weird uncle who divorced your aunt but still comes around for family reunions still comes around you can't still, you know, yeah, part of the family. still there yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. i get you and, like <laughs> just moments like that were were great um Mindy Kaling's in it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, she is uh, this this adorable little like uh, fur monster that was like she she remembers going to college with Tyler, but like he doesn't remember her at all. Mm-hmm. And um and like the sh- sh- Mindy Kaling's just hilarious wherever you put her in. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like it's got really great cast. Like John Goodman and Billy Crystal kill it, reprising their their roles. It's only ten episodes long, okay. and it is. It's just so much fun. Such a good laugh. Good awesome. way to like relax after a long day. Yeah. Uh it it's a fun kid show too. So if you're like you're that dad who's got like toddlers at home or like little kids that like right. oh, I wanna like watch something that the kids will enjoy, but like do I wanna watch this like silly kid programming again and again? Yeah. This is actually something you can sit down with your kids and you okay. will laugh. You oh, will there we go. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I give that show like a solid eight out of ten. Like eight out of great. ten monsters mm-hmm. at work. Awesome, man. Well, I know you had uh you had two others, mm-hmm. um, but uh we're running with a little with time, right. but um the one that I, I, I saw that I'm like, ooh, okay. Quick, uh, your um, your rating or um, your review of High Republic: The Rising Storm. Yes. So we recently got through the audiobook for the latest installment in the High Republic. Because I'm thinking, uh, a friend of mine is a huge Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. and I was trying to tell him about the audiobooks, and he's kind of on the edge on it. So I was like, okay, well, you know, would it, you know, would you suggest this? I would highly suggest the uh, the audiobooks, both with uh, so we got through the audiobook for The Light of the Jedi to the first installment in the series and then we got through the audiobook it's all narrated by the uh, the same guy this is a high quality audiobook too yeah. like they, they go all out with the uh, the sound effects the uh, the guy reading it does a great job with different voices for different characters and this story so the the first one like it sort of like spread throughout like all these different multiple plots that eventually coalesce into a larger story Mm -hmm. with this one it's like you have all the characters already in place you already know who all these like the first one's like the setup this is like the uh the big like 
boom, the big uh, clash between the uh, the new enemy of the Republic, the Nihil, and the uh, the Jedi, still trying to prove that they can protect the Republic. Right. Uh, even though the Nihil, uh, honestly, that they, they kind of whooping their butts at certain points. That's like, how it goes. And uh, yeah, I was talking earlier about uh, like with this audiobook, there's a character I love that Alicia absolutely hates. Oh that yeah, character yeah. Character is Martian Rowe, the uh, the Eye of the Storm, the uh, the leader of the Nihil. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm just going to go ahead and say he is one of the best. Star Wars villains ever. Ooh. Martian Rowe okay. is the bad boy that Kylo Ren wanted to be. Oh, he, wow. He just is so conniving and evil. Yeah. And I just love that. It's like, like he's, you, you love to hate. Exactly. Yeah. But like he's got like he has layers to him like in some the sense depth that, to him. Yeah. yeah, like you learn a little bit about his past. Like he's a huge mystery and enigma of a character. Like, okay, what what is his deal? Like, why is he doing? He has this clear hatred for the Republic and the Jedi, right? But you you don't really know like what's going on. And there's mm. yeah, there's so much in this book for and the way that ends it uh, like really ends on a cliffhanger oh okay. uh, like real like this is the the empire strikes back for oh, for this book oh that's high like, praise yeah no i i give this book a solid nine out of ten like Woo, nine out of ten read it listen to the audiobook yeah if you are sleeping on the high republic you are missing out mm. Mm, mm, mm. man okay see i'm glad you said that see mm-hmm. now okay yeah uh, that's something that i knew that uh when i saw that you were reviewing this that like yeah so i gotta get your review on that because a friend of mine is a huge star wars fan and you know he's kind of on the fence with high republic with the audiobook because he wanted to get the audiobook mm-hmm. and um so i was like okay yeah we gotta we gotta talk about that man awesome man well there was some great reviews and uh hopefully you guys enjoyed our takes or if you didn't please let us know uh you know Know, definitely add us at the comic section and uh, into the comment section and let us know you know your reviews on Shang Chi or the High Republic or Monsters at Work all of that let us know at the comic section all right guys and before we end out another great episode of the comic section podcast we'll give you guys a quick rundown of the events there's a lot that's going on this upcoming weekend i mean goodness gracious i mean we can go with the biggest one and um you know our very own little seal is going to be representing that incredible con 2021 going down this saturday and sunday september 18th and 19th charleston area convention center a lot of great guests is going to be awesome a lot of your best vendors in and around charleston so this for our charleston listeners but if you're um anywhere around the world hey you can always fly in just make sure you know you take your time and you know when you come down here but yeah you definitely don't want to miss out on that show also we have batman day that's going down saturday september 18th from 11 a.m to 7 p.m that's going down at captain's comics and toys in west ashley in south carolina and uh yeah there's so many other events also oh for my wrestling fans one of my good friends like yo talk about wwe mm-hmm. wrestling wwe live is coming to the north charleston 
Coliseum this Saturday, 7 p.m. Don't want to miss that out on all of our big uh, wrestling fans out there. And uh, But yeah, going back to the Incredible Con, and we were talking before the podcast that uh, were you thinking about coming out there? You're going to yeah, yeah, get a little um, cosplay on, possibly? Depending on yeah, how uh, COVID numbers are and how, how things go the, the week before and whatnot, we're probably going to try to show up for that. Might uh, get into uh, some cosplays I haven't worn in a while. Definitely Dang. going to try to make it there on uh, Saturday okay. if I can. So. Awesome. So if you're going to be out there, if you're going to you know, be out there that Saturday, you might see Rigel out there sporting some cool cosplays. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know what? Before you know, we wrap things up, please let the audience know where they can find you. So if they're looking for you, they can uh, at you on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I mentioned earlier, I got my uh, my main Instagram page, which is Flash Photography uh, Cause. Uh, there you can find all my different cosplays and like different little outfits that I've worn because like I haven't really cosplayed that much, but I still try to post every now and again when I can. Yeah. Uh, and if you're interested in uh, some more of the, the humorous side of me, I also run a very small uh, comic book meme page Yay. that I started called Always Sunny in Watchmen, where it <laughs> began with a simple premise of let's take uh, images from Always Sunny in Philadelphia Photoshop Watchmen characters on them and realize that there is no difference between these two characters. There is no difference between Charlie Day and Rorschach. They really are the same character. Interesting. I like that uh, take. Yeah, and then I just started making a bunch of like other comic book memes and in general. Started, started you just you just snowball gotta. effect. Yeah, yeah, you got to got to. Awesome, man. So make sure you guys follow Rigel and uh, Rigel, man. Thank you for coming on, man. You did a great, great job. My Round of pleasure. applause. You know, Rigel on here, and he said yes. he was going to represent. Yes. He said he was going to bring the heat. He brought the sun, the scorching, all of that. Your and, uh, praise nourishes me. <laughs> well, you definitely get all the praise, man. Thank you for coming through and hanging out with me. And uh, yeah, guys, make sure you follow Rigel. And also make sure you follow Lil CEO because Lil CEO is going to be busy this weekend. And, uh, you know, Lil CEO got a lot of big plans for the fall. So make sure you follow them at Cut It Out Comics and Cosplay. You can check out all of the cool new cosplay or cut it outs that they made because I saw a few. I am really excited for some of the ones that they've been making. They're, Yo, they're that Beetlejuice like, one? Yeah, oh, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. That Beetlejuice one, I may have to I may have to get that. Mm-hmm. Lil CEO, come on. Now you got to hook up your partner in crime, please. Um, <laughs> so make sure you follow them and uh, check out all the cool cutouts that, uh, that they're making. Also, our producer extraordinaire, Reggie C. of the Sonic Embassy. Again, guys, brand new episode of his podcast, Sonic Embassies podcast all about the arcade from back in the day you know how you used to be when you were a kid go to the arcades remember that place where everyone conjugated at and played video games spent all day quarters and tokens on yeah, that's right so make sure y'all check out the new episode of sonic embassy's podcast produced by our very own producer reggie c and uh follow reggie c at the sonic mc and follow yours truly j rock the mic on facebook and instagram at j-r-o-c-d-a-m-i-c no twitter and y'all already know how i feel about twitter i can't do twitter too toxic i i, I don't do twitter yeah i yeah, Everyone's like, you gotta get on Twitter. It's like, like but nah. I like living. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so I'm cool. I, I don't need all that stress, man. I'm good with that. But uh, and also make sure you follow the comic section 
all over social media and also head up our main page at thecomicsectionnetwork.com and make sure you check out all the shows in the Comic Section Network and also our merch store. We got some new merch that's coming. It's in the works. I show Roger a little uh, sneak peek of something that's mm. in the works. You definitely don't want to miss out. Gonna be spending my money soon. <laughs> hey, appreciate the support and thank you all for the support. And make sure you all use the promo code Best Fans Ever, all caps, no spaces, so you can get fifteen percent off on all the stuff in our merch store. And again, make sure you keep an eye on X. We got more, more, and more cool merch that's coming in the works very, very soon. And uh, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. We're on the road to two hundred episodes, and our three-year anniversary is just three months away. Both or coincide one with with the other so episode 200 and our three-year anniversary coming in december don't want to miss out on some awesome cool show ideas it's in the works can't talk about it right now but it's a little tease all right and uh that about wraps up a brand new issue of the comic section podcast we'll catch you guys next week roger thank you once again and uh yeah man yeah. Got Thank any part you for of having words? me. It's uh, I've been listening for a long time. Appreciate finally getting a chance to be on. Hey so. man, well you know what? Now the door is open, man. We're gonna have you back. Uh, so you are now yes. part of the family right here, guys. So you're gonna be hearing Roger. My evil plan all along. There you go. You done got <laughs> in here, guys. So uh, thank you guys so much. We'll catch you guys next week for a brand new issue of the Comic Section Podcast. Peace. Sonic Embassy. Thank you.